The, fo the following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. There was this interview that I saw with a, a Rabbi Cousins from England on one of the weekly videos that are put out. And he talks about a period of time that still goes on in New York called the release time hour, though it's known as the Wednesday hour because it takes place on Wednesdays. But the public schools in New York State and in other states allow for religious training for one hour a week. And so it has been organized, especially in Crown Heights quite well. The Yeshiva College in 770 Eastern Parkway allows all of their students to go out there, assigned a particular public school, and they go there on a Wednesday afternoon for that one hour of teaching public school children whose parents agree that they could be removed from class and study religious training for that one hour. And so someone that Rabbi Cousins knew signed up for this program, and then he wrote the Lubavitcher Rebbe a letter. And in his letter, he writes that I'm a serious learner. I enjoy the study of Talmud. I'm not the most social individual. And the Wednesday hour program is not just an hour. First of all, it's preparation time. Secondly, the train to that school is an hour. The train back is an hour. So as it is, I'm missing literally an entire afternoon of study. And being that I'm not social anyway, and I'm not that great in talking to kids, I think it would be a good idea for me to back out of this program so that I can devote myself more to, to the study of Talmud. And he's expecting the Rebbe's permission to drop out so he can devote more time to learning. It's a, it's a nice request. This is what the Rebbe said. I want you to know that all the sages of the Talmud in heaven all the sages of the holy leaders of our people who are in heaven, even the soul of Moses himself, are envious of you, that you have the opportunity to say one verse, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad, or make one blessing with a Jewish child in a public school who's not receiving a Jewish education, and you have the opportunity to reach that Jewish child. They look from heaven and they're jealous that they don't have that opportunity. So you would rather sit and study their teachings and they're telling you from heaven, that's where you should be. Wow. This is how the Rebbe saw each and every Jewish child. This is how the Rebbe saw each and every individual mitzvah. The story is told of one of the great shluchim of the previous generation, Rabbi Chaim Hakohen Gutnik, of blessed memory. He was a very prominent and prestigious rabbi in Australia. He was president of the Rabbinical Council of Victoria. He was chaplain of the Australian Defense Force. He was a very dynamic and eloquent speaker. When he spoke, he would paint and picture this vivid, breathtaking color of what he was trying to describe. And the audience would be enraptured by his words. So the story goes that he was once asked by the Lubavitcher Rebbe to offer a lecture on the topic of mikvah, of family purity for women in Melbourne. This is years ago, decades ago. Rabbi Gutnik, for his part, was extremely apprehensive about this event because at that point, mikvah was not spoken about in public. It was a very private thing spoken between Rebetzin and the woman. And here the Rebbe was saying, take it public, speak about it at a public le lecture. And he didn't know if people were going to come for this, if they had interest in it. But the Rebbe is pushing for it very strongly. And the Rebbe is saying directly to him, I want you to do this. Of course, you do it. And the Rebbe asked for a report after the lecture was over, told me how it went. 
And so if you're going to do it, because the Rebbe asks you to do it, you're going to do it right, you're going to publicize it, you're going to make flyers, you're going to rent a ballroom and a hotel, you're going to do everything you possibly can to attract a crowd, and then you're going to put yourself into this lecture, you're going to work hard on it, you're going to make sure it's a powerful talk, an inspirational talk. So what happened? Rabbi Gutnik shows up for his talk, and he experiences what we in the rabbinical business would call our worst nightmare. You see, many of you think that our worst nightmare is if we plan an event and no one shows up. It's not a good feeling, but it's not our worst nightmare. The reason it's not our worst nightmare is because if no one showed up, no one knows that no one showed up. So there's no embarrassment. We feel let down, but no embarrassment in the public. The worst, the nightmare is when only one person shows up. Because now everyone will know that you did an event, you publicized an event, and only one person showed up. And you still have to deliver the talk because one person is there. So he gives his talk on the mikvah. He does the best he can. And the next day he submits his report to the Rebbe. And it was filled with great distress and disappointment. It was a disaster. It was a failure. It was the worst speaking engagement of my career. I set up this room for hundreds of people to show for this advertised talk. And in the end, one woman, one single, solitary woman showed up for this monumental, historic address on the subject of mikvah of family purity. It was a down report that he submitted. The Rebbe's response to him was quick, short, and simple. It was one line. The line said, Moshe Rabbeinu, Moses, our teacher, Moses, our leader, only had one mother. That was the answer. What does it take to change the world? He's asking Rabbi Gutnik. It takes one person. One person. The Talmud says, The reason that God created the human being, Adam and Eve, singularly, individually, unlike other living things that he created in bunches, entire species at a time, was to teach us that one person equals an entire world. That every individual is an olam mali, an entire world for him or herself. And whoever sustains the soul of a single Jew, kiyam olam mali, is reckoned as having saved an entire world. Every single Jewish soul is an entire world. Moshe Rabbeinu Moses had one mother. Yocheved was one woman who was responsible for shaping the direction and destiny of humanity for all time to come. That one woman who showed up for Rabbi Gutnik's lecture, who is she? Where is she today? I don't know. Is it possible because of that one inspiring talk she heard about mikvah, she is now the matriarch of generations of children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren? Perhaps one of them or many of them are serving as emissaries somewhere in the world affecting thousands of other lives. Who knows? This was the Rebbe's message to Rabbi Gutnik. This was the Rebbe's message to every one of his emissaries. This was the Rebbe's message to every one of you. One matters. An individual matters. One mitzvah matters. One study of one verse of Torah matters. One Jew matters. Stop looking for big numbers. That's not how we change a world. We change a world one person at a time because that one person is an entire world. We just had a Haftorah from Isaiah, I believe it was last week or the week before, 
And Isaiah is prophesying concerning the era of Moshiach, and he says this line, the Atem to look to Echod Echod. In that period of time, when we're about ready for the coming of Moshiach, which I sincerely believe is right now, you will gather the Jewish people, and Isaiah says, Echod Echod. Do you know what that means? Echod, one by one, one by one. For the Rebbe, that wasn't just some lofty poetic idea or a handy catchphrase. It was his real philosophy, and he put it into action. This was his mantra, to look to Echad, Echad, go after, inspire, teach, befriend, welcome, embrace, one Jew at a time, one mitzvah at a time. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.